0: It, like I said, this is going to sound stupid again, but it becomes like eating and drinking. Like for me, when there's when when I haven't got that on a, on the weekend, when like it, it feels you're com- completely missing something in your life that is a routine that's been there from the start. It's like getting a dog when you're six, um, and then when you're sixteen, the dog passes away. Like you've woke you you've woken up to that dog every single day for ten years. And now he's not there. Like you are gonna you are gonna be absolutely distraught. Like your life with him is not the same. You don't know a life without him. That is what it's like with football.
1: Hello listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners.
0: Hello, V. Lovely to meet you. Um, My name is Charlie Casson. Um, I am an actor from North London, uh, currently residing in South my podcast is called Charlie Chats Footy. Uh, when I get actors and other creatives on to talk about all things footy from their earliest memories to their most recent heartbreaks, we've got it covered. So come on and have a listen.
1: Thank you for joining us, Charlie. How are you today?
0: I'm very, very well. I um, <laughs> I had a few beers last night actually, so I'm feeling slightly rough. But uh, I went to the gym this morning. Um, sweated it out i went to a, a football shirt exhibition actually classic football shirts who um sponsored the second series of my podcast um they'll be doing an exhibition in in uh east london but yeah no all good all good the sun the sun isn't shining i was just about to say the sun is shining but it's not i've just got a bit of light coming from a window but um yeah it's september and uh i'm looking forward to the rest of the year are you ready I have never been more ready in my life.
1: Great, let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast?
0: Um, I have got a huge passion for football. Uh, it's been a massive part of my life ever since I was a kid, since I was six. Um, and obviously, you know, when I started to, when I became an actor. Um, started doing it since I was about 11 and then just a hobby at first. And then when I sort of hit 16, I've decided to, you know, make it a job and did my training and everything. Um, And one thing that I found early on quite tough in uh, acting environments and sort of being surrounded by people in the arts were um, I felt like I had to be a certain person in a way like a struggle to not be myself but struggle to talk about my other interests in that environment because sometimes you know being surrounded by um, actors when you're that young can potentially be overwhelming at times um, but as I got older I started to you know go on more jobs and go to drama school and meet um, different people and the more people I met I started you know being a bit more confident in speaking about my other loves in that in that environment and um you know you get meeting people who love sport and stuff which is another interest of mine which is obviously why I've done the podcast um so basically I decided uh in uh, 2020 just just at the start of the lockdown I had the idea for quite a while but the start of the lockdown gave me a bit of a uh bit of a kick up the bottom um that it would be great for people in the arts, actors, musicians, DJs, directors, podcasters, hosts, radio hosts, you name it, um, to come on and speak about their other passion, which they're not usually allowed to speak about. Not not, not allowed to speak about, but don't usually get the opportunity to speak about. Um, and, you know, you get, you get actors who go on sort of Graham Norton and Jonathan Ross and all these talk shows. And they only ever talk about their... Um, Sort of what what film they're doing next, uh, what uh, musical they're in next, or, or what TV show they're filming, etc. Um, but all these people, well, majority of these people have other passions, which you know we don't we don't get to hear about. So I've sort of navigated actors that I love and and creatives that I love and people I've worked with and people I know who are in the industry um, of some sort and um, love football. Uh, and it's been really great to get them on um, and and talk about you know, their, their love for it and where it all began. But it's not necessarily um, a lot of people when they hear it's a football podcast, they get a bit scared off because they think it's, you know, um, talking about stats and, and tactics and team selections and all that kind of thing. is so far removed from that. It's all about uh, experiences and memories and moments and relationships um, and everything that sort of surrounds the game that comes with it. Uh, which is obviously what resonates with me and hopefully resonates with everyone that listens um, because there is a lot more to football than just 22 men on a pitch kicking a ball, um, which a lot of people who don't have an interest uh, in it don't necessarily see. Which is why I urge you as well if you do um, sort of not have an interest in football or you don't follow it or you haven't got a clue about it, please do continue, you know, ha- have a listen because yeah uh it's you'll be able to resonate with it in some way or another um just because of the wonderful stories that the guests tell um so yeah that's the that's the podcast and we're just about to get into a third series which is going to kick off on friday the 24th of september so um very 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 soon
1: what's your worst habit
0: oh god this is an easy one um my worst habit is biting my fingernails um i'm not proud of it i'm i'm not happy about it i don't like the look of them uh but i'm 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 ashamed to say that i've bit my fingernails ever since i can remember really um and just to take just to take it back to football i support uh, barnet fc who aren't aren't very good to be perfectly honest um and yeah, let's just say it's it's not helped my nail biting habit in the slightest. Um, so yeah, I, I bite my nails. I've tried to buy the, uh, you know, you can get in super drugs, super drug or boots. You can get that nail varnish. Uh, it's like clear nail varnish that is meant to taste absolutely disgusting. So you put it on your nails and then when you put your fingers in your mouth to bite your nails, you know, you get this horrible taste in your mouth. The- <laughs> the taste to me isn't that bad so um that that doesn't actually work for me so i need to find something else if anyone's got any tips um or if you've got any tips on how to how to uh stop me biting my nails please do slide into my dms um any any help is needed
1: hot or cold
0: oh this is a great question um it all de- it all depends, right? What we're talking about. So, if it's food, this is going to sound quite strange. I prefer cold food, so I prefer, I prefer, not not in every respect, but I prefer cold pasta uh, to hot pasta. I prefer cold pizza to hot pizza. Um, I, I I sort of like, you know, like if I was going to have lunch, I'd like a, you know, I wouldn't like having a hot meal. and have go for more of a sandwich or a cold pasta or something. Um, weather-wise it's got to be hot it's got to be hot you can't beat you can't beat a hot summer especially you know in London and and when you go abroad but London I'm born and bred Londoner and London in the sun for me if we had a summer where it was 25 26 27 degrees every day for the whole summer that would that would make everyone's year Um, but then again I do like I do like winter like I love going out and Shopping for like winter clothes, like your big furry coats and your hoodies and your jumpers and stuff. If we had to go, if we had to go weather, I sound like, I feel like I sound like a freak now saying I prefer cold food. I prefer some foods cold. Uh, If we were to go weather, definitely hot. And if we were to go, I'm actually going to say it, cold food. I prefer food cold. Even in the morning, if I've had a curry or something there's a curry in the fridge right after a takeaway and I have it from the fridge next morning I'd have it cold I would I would have it cold I've done it before many a times and I'll do it again so the answer is the answer is cold food and hot weather there we go who would your
1: dream guest be on your podcast
0: my dream guest on my podcast without a shadow of a doubt would have to be Vinnie Jones uh, so, for those of you who don't know, Vinny Jones is a uh, was a footballer. He was part of the Crazy Gang, the famous Crazy Gang, who played for Wimbledon back in the um, late eighties, early early nineties, and they famously won um, the FA Cup as well during that time in eighty eight, I think it was. Um, he was very, he was, he was a very big, large character. Um, he was known for his uh, feisty tackles, his um, aggression on the pitch and his hate towards sort of referees and officials and the opposition team. Um, and then he then went on to uh, act as well. He's been in sort of Lock, Stock and two, Making Barrels. Um, he's been in um, sort of quite a few movies, uh, big sort of Hollywood movies as well. Uh, and yeah, he, he'd he be my dream guest. I've seen him on Piers Morgan's live stories, and I really think he's such a cool guy, Um sort of really down to worth and the fact that he's done you know both my the, the my podcast is obviously you know you guys know it's about the arts and sort of combining the arts and football and the fact that he is deeply rooted in in both um lines of work it would be the perfect guest so um yeah i have i have i have tried a couple of times to get in touch um but you know so far we haven't had any luck but Hopefully, if anyone's out there or anyone listening who knows Vinnie Jones or knows how I can chat to Vinnie Jones, let me know because um I think he'd be a great, great guest, and I think he's got a lot of stories to tell um about his football and acting career. So yeah, my uh, my dream guest would definitely be Mr. Vinny Jones.
1: Who are your
0: heroes? Who is my heroes? I'd definitely say my dad for sure um he, he he probably doesn't know that but he he also probably knows it as well without me even saying um I would say both my parents but I feel like you have a different relationship with your mum well I do anyway um she's more of a you know she is just a superwoman in, her, in herself and your mum's your mum you have a special bond with your mum that you know n- like no other um but I think the word heroes, I don't know, just especially being a boy and, and my dad, you know, getting me into, you know, football when I was younger and taking me out and teaching me how to play and um just always sort of, you know, being there and, and wanting to um you know, support me and what all, everything I wanna do, um, as well as my mum, but you know, I think I think when you're a boy and um you know, you're younger and you do look up to your your dad well I did anyway, um so I'd definitely say my dad's my hero. Um probably a bit of a cliche answer, but I think your heroes are closer to closer to your heart than you think. Um so yeah, I'd def- I'd definitely say my, my old man for sure.
1: Cat or dog?
0: Dog every single day of the week. I just absolutely despise cats. I I I I I'd go as far to say as I hate them. I don't use hate a lot, hate's a strong word. I hate cats. I just don't think, I don't see, I just don't see the point. I don't see the point of them. Dogs are part of the family. Um, You know, you could, I look at my mum and brother's dog, uh, little Teddy, and you can actually, I see a person in that dog and he's part of the family and he loves you and he's got, you know, he knows what you, he knows what time you're going out. Um, When my mum puts the hairdryer on to go to work, he starts crying because he knows she's going. They are part of the furniture. Cats, I I just don't see the point in them. They're not in the house. they run off. They're ah, I just, yeah. I could go on all day, but but dogs, dogs for sure. Have you ever had a
1: tricky guest on your podcast?
0: This is very, very interesting. Um, Yes, I have had a tricky guest on my podcast. It's something that you'll go into. uh, I think every podcast is going to come to terms with... uh, Come across once or twice uh, while they're doing, you know, their their show. Uh, not all guests are going to be easy. I, I, the guests that I had on, I haven't actually released it, and I don't think I will. It's it's still been kept on my computer, you know, for potentially a rainy day. But um, I feel like, if I'm being totally honest, you can tell when you approach a guest if they're going to be up for it or like game um and I sort of knew from the off I felt I felt from the off that this this person uh wasn't wasn't really keen on it uh and we did it anyway and it sort of came across in the recording um and I decided to sort of not not put it out um that's just that was just for my own you know I just my own gut feeling that it just wasn't it wasn't right and excuse me um it was a it was a pretty well-known guest as well uh and it would have probably got quite quite a fair amount of a fair amount of listens but um you know it's one of those things and maybe maybe I will have a look at it again later down the line and you know there's no there's no time frame on it It's, it's sort of there's nothing in there to reference that it's been, been recorded at a certain time, so I could record it, you know, in a in a year or two or whatever, if I decided to go back at it and have a listen and maybe edit some stuff around. But for now, it just it just didn't feel right. Um, so yeah, we left. I left it out. But yeah, definitely, I definitely have, and it's a, it's a tricky situation. But you've got to be uh, adaptable and and know how to chat and and work your way around guests to, you know, you're potentially finding harder than um, harder than others
1: what song gets you motivated
0: (laughs) i'm gonna have to go on my spotify here because i I, i've got i've got a playlist so i'm i've got a couple my first one is going to be um dmx so rip dmx uh died, died earlier this year in april sadly um I was never actually a DMX fan. In fact, I'm not actually a huge um old school American rap fan. In fact, I'm not I, I, I don't really like old American rap. Um the new stuff, yeah, but um the old stuff I'm not wasn't that into and DMX died and obviously, you know, he passed away sadly. Um and I went on Spotify just to, you know, have a listen to his tunes. Um and there was obviously a couple of songs on there that I'd heard just cuz he's famous. Um, and he's got a song called Rough Riders Anthem, which I'm sure people will know once they listen to it. And I just played it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is this is a tune." So that's that's straight on my playlist, and that's the one I listen to in the gym from the What's the Story Morning Glory album. Um, Oasis uh, definitely Morning Glory is a song that gets me motivated. A lot of songs on that album get me motivated, actually, um, just because of the the whole you know what 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 it was like around that time in the 90s um i think really shows even now today when you listen to it how big of a band oasis were and how um amazing their music were and how everyone was absolutely crazy for them um and you can you can hear that in the in their tunes when you listen to it back today
1: would you rather be honest and poor or a liar and rich
0: it's got to be honest and poor I mean, there's no question about that. Um, I think, yeah, as cringy as it sounds, I think you know, if you've got to be true, you've got to be true to yourself in all situations. And I feel like if you were a liar just to get rich, you know, I feel, I feel like you would go through some obstacles there to to get yourself there, which would probably result in losing family and, and losing friends and um, whatever else along the way you know i'd rather i'd rather be i'd rather be poor and honest you know and also health health is wealth so if, as long as you're healthy and fit and you've got good people around you it doesn't matter how much money you got um i think you'll, you'll ultimately in the long run live a better life so uh yeah definitely honest and poor what
1: talent would you love to have
0: i'd love to play the piano um I'm very jealous of when I walk in a room or or I'm in a rehearsal room or whatever. Or when I was at drama school, and there's a piano there, this big grand, like beautiful looking piano, and people can just sit down and go, like, and they're just banging out some tunes on it. Uh, I'm I'm really jealous of that because I'd love to do that and and I like you know I like singing as well, um, so it'd be amazing just to sit down and be able to whack out the piano. I did I did get um. When I was at school, I had bass guitar lessons. I was in year seven and I wanted to learn an instrument. I wish it had been piano because I would have definitely continued to play that. Also, another big regret of mine, um, which is a talent that I should have had that I don't, is uh, German. I I used to learn to speak German and I still know some of the basics. Like when I went to Berlin, I picked up a few words people were saying and I I was able to have the most vague conversations ever but um one of my biggest regrets was stopping german lessons because another thing i'd love to do is just you know go to germany or to have a conversation with someone in fluent german i think it's uh an exceptional tool to have to be able to speak another language so um yeah learning the piano and german are the talents that i wish i had
1: what are you missing in your life
0: Hmm. i think you know you said at the start to, to answer all the questions honestly i feel like i'm missing what i trained for and what i love doing which is being an actor and you know since the pandemic i actually lost a job um i was in i was in the west end doing the great gatsby and it got cut short because of because of the lockdown um and you know i've had 18 months of not doing any acting and i feel like it's such a big part of my life and i've even i've even told myself in this period the 18 month period that you know I've had I've had blips where I've I've sort of woken up and said I don't want to do it anymore or I've lost my confidence and you know I've had an audition through and I've done it and I was absolutely you know dumbfounded by it in, in terms of I didn't know what to do with it um, I was sort of lost so I've been having some horrible thoughts about you know like quitting and not doing it anymore and I know it's just all thoughts going around my head because of the situation we're in and I know stuff's getting back up and running now as well which is great but you know I graduated from drama school and I was lucky enough to do like uh, two or three plays in that time um, after I graduated Um, so I feel like being in that environment and being surrounded by those people and being able to work on a script and work on a project is something that's you know it's a, it's a huge void that's gone missing in my life um and I don't I don't know when it's gonna come back really um I know stuff's getting up and running but there's still it's still not going to be how it used to be for a while um and I felt like it came at a really really crap time because it's just you know we'd, we'd just been graduated two years three years sorry um and, you know just when you think you potentially might be getting into the swing of things and going on a little roll it just came it just came and um sort of stopped everything and put everything to a halt so yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely missing acting i'm missing performing and i'm missing being on stage um and i hope I hope that can uh, that can return in the near future because um yeah that would that would make me happy for sure do aliens exist? <laughs> we had a... Me and my mates in my WhatsApp group, we had a conversation about this the other day, and we were saying how naive we are as a human race on Earth to think that there isn't any life elsewhere in the, in the whole of the universe... Um, whether that be aliens or other humans or God knows, no idea, absolutely no idea what what, they, what it is, what that creature is. But I think we're nothing. We we are we are literally nothing. We are a tiny tiny grain of sand in this huge huge universe. So why why us? Why why are we? Why why do we think we're the only things that exist? it's quite it's quite um silly really i mean why why us why us yeah of course I, I i believe there's there's life elsewhere why why wouldn't there be why why are we the only thing um so yeah i don't know, i don't know whether it's aliens i don't know what it is but i definitely do feel like some life um whatever that may be is is elsewhere maybe maybe we are maybe we are the other life maybe there's a more prominent and advanced life elsewhere on another planet somewhere millions and millions and billions of miles away and we're the other life who knows that's something to think about but yeah no I, I don't know what it is but I definitely do feel like there's other, other creatures that exist um, elsewhere in the universe for sure Would you rather know a lot about one thing or a little bit about everything? That's a great question. I feel like... I already know a lot about one thing. Football. I know a lot about football. Um... I'm a bit of a freak actually when it comes to football, um, you, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to be bold and say that. And if anyone, you know, I might, this might, (laughs) I might get a backlash of people, um, coming in, coming at me, (laughs) asking me questions like who did this on this pitch in 1942 or something like that. Obviously then I won't know that, but, um, yeah, I think it's good to have a broad and, to have a broad knowledge and, um, you know you'll be able to the more you know i find you learn now nowadays in this day and age and you know you you learn by conversating and i feel like to be out with a, i don't know a group of people or dinner or in a park or walking or whatever whatever conversating and and being able to dip into different things and give you two pence and uh you know sound sound articulate um and and know what you're on about in different areas and different subjects and different um like you know stuff to talk about I feel it's definitely something I'd rather than just me now as Charlie only knowing about football and um not being able to conversate in any other conversation apart from that, which would be very boring and i think i'd have a i'd live a pretty boring life so yeah i'd i'd definitely um would rather know a little bit about everything.
1: What are
0: you most grateful for? I think I'm most grateful for my health. Um, my health and how lucky I am to live in a country and a city where, you know, there's no there's no war um, or anything like that. You know, you see these horrible things just most recently... Um, in afghanistan and and all that kind of thing and you know some of the pictures i saw and some of the scenes i was you know watching and and reading up on it's just absolutely horrific and it really does hit home you know when when you sit here and you know you're in your nice house in your nice town in your nice city um surrounded by your family who are also healthy and you know everyone everyone's okay and there's there's not really much to worry about um we've all got our things that you know we we worry about on a day-to-day basis but we go to bed and you know we've got food on the table when we wake up um which i think we do take for granted we really do uh, and when you when you sit down and really think about it and you know see what's going on elsewhere in the world we're very very lucky um uh, i'm well i don't know i'm not speaking on behalf of everybody but but I'm very, very lucky, and I'm very appreciative of what I have, and yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, not taking that for granted at all. So I definitely say my, my health and um, my family and just, just my well-being and and who I'm surrounded by and what I'm surrounded by. What
1: three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers?
0: So, um, I've got. I've got two seasons so far. Uh, We're about to start a third. Um, I am very, very happy with all of the episodes. Uh, Everyone has been great. Uh, If I had to narrow it down, though, um, I'll go in chronological order. So, season one, episode six, I had a girl on called, uh, she's an actress from Liverpool, her name's Rebecca Hesketh-Smith she's absolutely cracking Uh, I absolutely loved doing that episode, Um, obviously at the moment and in recent years there's been a big push for uh, equality in football, um, you know with with men and women, um, as there should be, but unfortunately uh, you still get the odd tool or two on Twitter and uh, social media and all these kind of things, you know, sending hate messages to female footballers and female pundits and female fans saying that they haven't got a clue and all that kind of thing. Um, Well, I urge you to listen to that episode because Rebecca, along with many other females in football, I'm sure will definitely prove that argument wrong. Um, It was incredible to hear, you know, her stories and her experiences and how she got into it and, and, you know, why and how she loves it so much um, and there's a big sort of section on there what I was mentioning earlier about family and friends um, you know, who she gets to share these memories with and and I think everyone everyone will resonate and it's a really moving episode um, which I'm pretty proud of so yeah, that that is the first one I'd recommend um, second one would be series one, uh, episode nine it's with um, actor Thomas Turgus who I'm sure you will all know Um, he's most known for playing Sean in This Is England he played the little skinhead when he was about 11 Um, it's an incredibly moving story um, about growing up um, how football was all that he had when he was a kid it was was literally all he had and he's a beloved fan of Grimsby Town FC which is where he grew up in Grimsby Um, and his mum sadly passed away when he was younger which he explains in the pod and he didn't live with or know his dad um and he wasn't didn't have any sort of relationship with him and it was grimsby town uh football club that brought him and his dad together and made their relationship as strong as it is today uh they still to this day go to the football together um and it was all from you know being Growing up in that town and going to watch that local club in this local community, um, which is now ingrained in him. Uh, I mean, he he probably bleeds black and white, which is the color that you know Grimsby playing. Um, it's that deeply rooted in him, and I just think it was an it's an amazing, amazing story to be able to for football to be able to do that, to be able to bring. You together you know with with your dad so essentially without without football and without grimsby town football club who knows thomas tom might not have the relationship that he has with his dad today um so that's a really good episode which uh, i'd love you all to listen to and um f- thirdly uh, this was a tough one to pick the last one but i'd have to go with um johnny green who this is uh, season two episode 11 um so Johnny Green is one of my best mates actually he's an actor um, you might know him from White Lines on Netflix um, he is an actor like I said um, one of my best mates we met at drama school um, and I don't if you remember me saying at the start about how when I first started when I was like in the industry you know when I was 18, 19, 20 years old I struggled to not struggled but I felt like I couldn't speak about football and i wouldn't even mention it to anyone or anything just because of the the environment i was in um and in the episode me and johnny actually speak about how we met at drama school and how it was football and the arts that brought us together um the first thing the first thing i said to him when i met him was who do you support just cuz I you just looked like you like football and that was it and we've we've you know we've been best pals ever since and we've studied the acting together and we've done all our football together um and it's a common theme in the podcast uh, the relationships within the arts and football and the bonds that you can create along the way um so that's a that's another reason you know why I did it why I set it up um so yeah they they're the three that you should go and have a listen to and if you enjoy them then um yeah please do you know share it and and Tell your mates about it and and leave a little review on Apple if you listen to an Apple, win. and then if you do like it, you know you can continue to um listen to some others. But yeah, I hope I hope you enjoy it.
1: Why do you think football means so much to people?
0: It's a really really hard one to explain, um, and I I feel like is. I feel like there's nothing I can actually say that would do it justice. Trying to explain it to someone who doesn't have an interest in it, um, the, the only way I can describe it is it is it, it's, it's in it is in you. It is literally in you. I can't. I think when you grow up with something and it's introduced you from such an early age, something that you know, is about is about a team and it's about essentially winning and it's about progressing um, and it's about uh, passion and atmosphere and uh, excitement, like the build-up to the day. It, it's a drug, it is a drug and I feel like, like I said, ha- having that from such an early age, it becomes part of your life, it becomes like... It, like I said, this is going to sound stupid again, but it becomes like eating and drinking. Like for me, when there's when when I haven't got that on a, on the weekend, when like it it feels you're com- completely missing something in your life that is a routine that's been there from the start. It's like getting a dog when you're six, um, and then when you're sixteen, the dog passes away. Like you've woke you you've woken up to that dog every single day for ten years and now he's not there like you are going you are going to be absolutely distraught like your life with him is not the same you don't know a life without him that is what it's like with football um and with that as you get older uh, I feel like for me personally it's such a social thing now as well like mentally like going going to the games and seeing my friends there and you know having a drink and watching it together and travelling up and down the country together sometimes it doesn't actually matter about the football it doesn't matter about the score um it just it matters about turning up and, and being there and and supporting and experiencing these days and moments with people and the community of your club that you've done this with ever since you were a kid and and been a part of um i feel like i've got a because I support Barnet and, you know, we're a bit of a smaller club and it's my local team. Um, it's, it's even more special because you see the same faces every weekend and, you know, we used to be able to walk to the, to the stadium and it's such a, it's part of your town. It's part of your town. And I think it, I can't emphasize enough how much it means to be a part of a community like that and be a part of a team and, um, and, you know, you get, you get these big clubs in the Premier League now that it's still amazing, you know, people have their club and they love it like I love my club, but it's so money-orientated at the top and it's so full of people, you know, in the stadiums and it, it, you struggle to keep that um, organicness of the of the football club. So I, I, I'm speaking on behalf of someone who supports a bit of a smaller team and... Um, but yeah i think i think that i think i answered the question is it's just ingrained in you and i feel like it's everything that comes with the day and the and and the season and everything it's uh it's a special it's a really special thing i think to be part of a community and part of a football club um and that's i'm saying that regardless of the team and the pitch take away the team take away the pitch take away the players playing and you've still got a community of people from a local your local area who are all there for the same thing and the passion and the drive and the commitment and the support there just is electrifying and i just think something you know if i've got on a bit here but that not being in your life would just be completely devastating completely devastating um so yeah, that's that's my answer. That's all
1: the questions completed. How
0: did you find the experience? Wow, I feel like I've been—I uh, feel like I had a therapy session. That was that was r- incredible. Um, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it, and um, I really hope that. Um, you know people if anyone's listened to this i hope that you can um resonate with some stuff i've said and hopefully you know you go over to your preferred podcast platform and give it a listen and yeah it'd be great if you could if you could support it um but yeah thank you thank you guys for having me on i really appreciate it
1: thank you again charlie for being a guest on podcaster it was nice
0: to meet you it was lovely to meet you too you have a lovely rest of your day
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care, and until next time, goodbye.